Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Fright Month this month. And again, throughout the month of October, we are discussing special little topics every now and then. And they are not going to be as long as normal weekly episodes, but they will be focused around the city of Philadelphia and its surrounding area. Now, if you do want to stay up to date with all that has been going on and some more special content that are specific to Fright Month, then you can do so by going over to the podcast's Patreon page where you will get behind-the-scenes content, show note links, and resources that were used to create this episode for this specific location, along with some behind-the-scenes content that will be celebrating this joyous month of fright. But before we begin today's specific episode, I want to run a quick promo for the Fabled podcast, a podcast that focuses on a lot of similar topics, focusing on legends, myths, ghosts, and more, with a bi-weekly upload schedule. So if you do want to go check them out, or if you're interested in just listening about what they have to offer, then stay tuned and listen to their promo right here. Hi, I'm Vanessa, and I'm the host of Fabled, a bi-weekly podcast that explores mysteries, legends, lore, ghosts, and fairy tales. Investigation of these tales of woe often reveal grim details that have been long hidden in dark corners of history. Every story is a mix of both fact and fiction, and so are the episodes. Look for me anywhere you listen to podcasts and say hello on social media at Fable Collective. So go ahead, settle in. I want to tell you a story, and then maybe I'll tell you the truth. So today we are going to be talking about the Cave of Kelpius, where America's first doomsday cult awaited the end of the world. Located within the heart of the Wissahickon Valley Park, within the northwest section of the city, you'll be able to find a rather small cave known as Hermit's Cave, or the Kelpius Cave. The cave is built within the side of a hill, and is roughly the size of a small shed, and it was made with grey, rough-hewn rocks and mortar. Its only entrance is rather narrow, and it is angled downwards into the hill, This allows for the inside to remain dark and dry. The floor itself is just simply dirt, with a few rocks scattered here and there. The walls and ceiling join at an arch at the very top, and it's actually rather high, being tall enough to allow a modern-day adult to stand straight in the middle and have a good amount of room to spare. Finally, in addition, there is a large stone marker at its entrance, marking the location to be that of the believed home of America's first cult of mystics, who claim to have predicted the imminent apocalypse. So there is a lot of debate on the validity of this specific location and this specific cave, with many believing it to be none more than a simple old spring house, a place to store a few items. But as stories go, this area along the banks of the Wissahickon Creek was settled in 1694 by mystic and scholar Johannes Kelpius and his followers. This group had a strong interpretation of the Book of Revelations from the Bible, like many cults and doomsday societies seem to have, and they believe that the world would be ending in the exact same year, 
Because of this, the monks aimed to live in solidarity out in the wilderness. As they waited for the end of days and the eventual second coming of Christ. The group was known as the Hermits of Wishahickon, sometimes called the Society of the Women of the Wilderness. Now this name derives from a specific passage from Revelations, referring to specific women who would flee into the wilderness to seek refuge as the world came to an end. Now the monks took this example to heart, although at this current time and everything, like they're all men, they're not women. And they did establish their own small settlement out in the hills at the edge of the Wishahickon Woods. The area was known as the Hermit's Glen, and today, in honor of the cult and its history in the location, there is a close nearby road that was dubbed Hermit's Lane. These specific monks and the group that they created fled from their home country of Germany in order to seek refuge in a newly found region, being Philadelphia. William Penn, the creator and founder of Philadelphia, due to the large population and his own Quaker beliefs, constructed the city and the surrounding region to have a key principle of religious tolerance, making this a rather perfect place to relocate and settle down for this cult. Kelpius became Philadelphia's first mystical guru. He originated from Transylvania and was only 26 years old when he developed this society out in the woods. He was a musician, a scholar, he wrote, and he had a lot of interest in botany as well as astronomy. In fact, a large amount of the monks actually practiced medicine, they composed music, all while they patiently waited for the end of days. It is believed that they lived in the cabins that were scattered up and along the rivers, and they utilized caves in order to store books along with other scientific equipment. The group itself was composed of 40 monks, and this number was believed to have some mystical significance within the group. They also erected a 40 square foot tabernacle as a place of worship. This meeting place included a rudimentary observatory where the monks could go and practice astronomy while they again waited for the end of days. Fun fact though, people actually think that this is one of the very first observatories here in the New World. Unfortunately though, all that remains of this specific structure is only a few small stone segments that were located where the tabernacle used to stand. The woodlands around it simply regrew and reclaimed the region over time. So as I am sure you all know, the end of the world did not come in 1694 and we are very much still here today. Kelpius and his monks, however, didn't really take this too poorly and they did stay in the Wishahickon area They spent their time creating art and music as they did before, and again they studied the sky and practiced a lot of science and medicine, and they even helped out with the local community whenever they were able to do so. The group mostly, however, disbanded after the death of Kelpius in the year of 1708. However, despite this rather large disbandment, many members of the group actually did stay in their little small community out in the woods, many of these being doctors and lawyers who continue to just stay and work in the area. One of the later members to the society, Christopher Witt, actually even painted the first oil painting here in America, having Kelpius as his main subject within the painting. This specific painting is located currently in the Historical Society of Philadelphia, 
and I shall be posting that along with this episode so that you guys can check that out. So some time would pass by, and up until the 1940s, the structure that was dubbed, you know, the Kelpius Cave, the specific cave that we are talking about, had a fireplace and chimney attached to it. But unfortunately today, these are not here due to being lost to vandalism. But their existence does add some support to the idea that this specific cave was more than just a simple springhouse. Again, this cave's true identity has been highly debated for many, many years. But the story continues to get a little more interesting and something that really sparked my own interest in this. As it stands today, the cave is marked with a granite monolith that is placed just outside the entrance during the year of 1961. Now what's interesting about this is who actually placed this here. So this specific monolith was placed here by the Rosicrucians, who may actually sound a lot more familiar to anyone who is interested in cults, secret societies, and stuff like that. Because the Rosicrucians are a worldwide mystical brotherhood that claims to have secret wisdom dating back into ancient Egyptian times, and they seem to have considered Kelpius as the original American Rosicrucian. The marker states that this specific location, this small cave, was actually the location that Kelpius, otherwise dubbed the mystical guru, would go and meditate as he awaited the second coming of Christ. And if you go there today, and I actually will be posting a short little video of the street view map of this specific location, if you go there today, there is a giant square stone slab that stands right outside the entrance. And on it is some rather cryptically written and scrawled about writing with markings and rather, it's just bizarre. Most people who come to this location don't really come to this location to find the cave. They just happen to stumble across it. And if you are out in the woods, rather like hiking or running or walking your dog with someone, and you happen upon a weird cave with giant stone slab with odd markings and writing on it, you're going to get freaked out, and that's something that I found super interesting to the fact that this is, this was rather close to where I was in Philly. Not too close, but close enough that I'm just like, this was here this whole time? And this specific structure, if anyone actually does want to go out and explore it and venture out there, it is located along the trails near the southern end of the Wissahickon River Park. You're still very much able to go and locate it as it is pretty well marked and easy to get to. Again, it's along the trails. It's right there off the trail, essentially. However, if you do go there, I do suggest that you go during the day because it's going to be easier to find and it's going to be easier to explore. And be sure to pack a lot of bug spray because for some reason we have a lot of mosquitoes up here. Unless, of course, you go exploring during the winter time. And some quick little fun fact that I want to mention for anyone who knows the area specifically or is from the area here in Philadelphia. Within letters, it has been stated that this society, again, constructed a 40 by 40 foot tabernacle. However, as we stated earlier, this structure today is simply no more than just some rocks and parts of its foundation. Despite this, however, because of these specific letters, they have been credited with naming the area Roxborough. Which, if you, again, if you are from the area, this is a specific neighborhood here in Philadelphia, and it runs alongside the western border of the Wissahickon Valley Park. This credit is given to Kelpius, who used the name Rocks 
Burrow, two words, in a letter that was dated in May 25th of 1706. So that's just a quick little history thing I wanted to mention because I thought it was neat that the origin of the naming of one neighborhood in Philadelphia actually stems from a group of mystical doomsday cultists that actually resided in the area. And real quick, I just want to premise that, again, I realize that this location is not specifically paranormal in nature, and it is rather different than a lot of the stuff that we've talked about here on the channel and here in Fright Month, because, again, it's not haunted from what I can understand. It might actually be haunted. I don't know. There aren't really too many stories about that from what I can find. It's mainly just historical stuff. But despite this, however, I found it rather interesting, the fact that there was essentially what people believe to be America's first, you know, doomsday cult, first mystical sort of cult, resided here in Philadelphia, within the Philadelphia area. Obviously, though, back in that time, that specific region was rather not highly populated because Philadelphia was much more condensed than what it is today. However, as it falls today, it is in the Philadelphia area. It is within the Philadelphia region. And I just find that interesting, and the fact that the Rosicrucians actually draw some ties to this, and they, and the fact that they actually claim that Kelpius was the first American Rosicrucian was rather interesting, and that they, for some reason, have ties to this location and deem it, you know, part of their overall group and their society, and the fact that they have so many weird stories about them, I might even do a video about them, I don't know. But I just find that interesting that there are these sort of ties to this area. And it makes sense, again, because Philadelphia has such long and rich history. And it was sort of like a melting pot from the right from the beginning. And I just find it interesting. And I thought it was worth talking about because it's a rather unique location here to Philadelphia. And I think that it is most certainly worthy of being here on Fright Month. But that is going to be it for today's location. Again, I hope you guys did enjoy the history that are tied to this specific location, being the Kelpius Cave. And remember, if you do want to check out the show note links and the resources that I use to research this episode, along with some cool behind-the-scenes content, uh, as well as some exclusive content that shall be posted, again, I'm going to be posting a quick video of the actual location itself to show you a reference for it then you can do so by going over to the podcast's Patreon. Or if you wish to stay up to date with all that Fright Month has to offer in these last few days, then you could do so over on Twitter and Instagram at Realm of Unknown. Make sure to check out the Fable podcast, the podcast that we ran the promo for earlier. If you want to check out other podcasts that focus on similar topics of the strange and paranormal. Again, I hope you guys enjoyed today's brief episode, and I hope that you continue to join us throughout Fright Month here at Realm of Unknown.